This is for heaven. Um... What it is, what it is, what it is. Uh, Auburn Tigers. What is it, really? I mean, what is going to happen? What are we experiencing? Before I get to all that, um, I've not done a college football related video on this channel in a while. Uh, I kind of got started like, my first couple of uh, years in this, doing some more Auburn content, and then I kind of fell to the wayside. But I, and for some reason, started following Auburn again as far as football goes in the last couple of uh, last few months. Uh, I kind of fell off in my attention given to the football program since. I would say the middle to latter part of the 2020 season. I still watched the games, but I just, I couldn't get up for it. It was just fucking, some of the Harson stuff, the booster stuff, more of the Harson stuff, more of the booster stuff, some bonus thrown in there throughout. It's just been some really terrible stuff going on. I'm trying to keep this PG as possible. We'll see how that goes. But essentially, the format of this is going to go in such a way where I'm going to try to do um, kind of a scheduled overview and then kind of go shortly, hopefully, more in depth with each game, just a general prediction. Um, and we'll just start here. I'm, I'll do a schedule breakdown real quick. So I feel personally looking at this schedule that this broke out pretty well. I know this, as many armor schedules are, is within the general top three to top five of most uh, strength and schedule uh, metrics, which should be if you go to the defending national champion, you go to the runner-up, uh, you play a top five team in terms of talent in A&M, play a top eight team in terms of talent at LSU. I believe the 247 composite just came out yesterday in terms of talent, and I believe LSU is number eight, if I remember correctly. So Penn State, they uh, have one of the worst quarterbacks you may find in a top 15 talent, talented team, but they are about top 15 in terms of talent. Uh, and you know some other really hard games thrown without. I mean, at Ole Miss against Arkansas, at Mississippi State who beat you. I mean, Nothing there looks easy in that back half, but you essentially have an entire month, eh, give or take, to figure out how to acclimate TJ Finley in this league as a full-time starter. Uh, so that's nice. You got two games to figure out. You know your offensive line, which really you need to figure out center position uh, with Brahms. Here's an antidote. I'm 23. I graduated last December. Uh, Brahms, I believe, was competing against Caleb Kim my freshman year, if I remember correctly. So five years later, strung over with the Caleb, the, uh, the Nick Brahms tenure, which you know you never want anybody to go through what he went through. You know, kind of towards the end there, as far as health goes. But they got time to get things figured out. Uh, I think the the home games you should honestly be at worst. You know, I, I think you have three. Real swing game. Well, okay, so I think if just looking at it without making predictions, really, I, I think you feel good about the Penn State game in terms of like 50 50. I think you feel better than 50. Uh, LSU, I think you feel better than 50. LSU could be a real, like LSU's full ceiling. 
are very wide. And I would say I'd lean towards the floor in most instances uh, looking at the LSU team. Uh, Arkansas, I I know the rankings won't reflect that. They're 19th. They'll probably be higher depending on how things go. But I would honestly believe that you know you should probably look at recent history and think to yourself you should probably beat Arkansas. I know Arkansas probably could be a better team than what they were. I mean, Traylon Burks. Like, they could be a better team overall, but Literally, Cater Jefferson subsisted on Traylon Burks, and their offense as a whole did. So, I'm not sure what that looks like without him being there. I still think, like, in terms of 50-50, you should feel better than 50 playing against Arkansas. I don't think they're much talented, if really talented at all, uh, more talented than Auburn. But, you know, that's they're a well-coached team. I would maybe think even a better coach team, although they did get quite decimated against uh, Bobo last year, which might have been Bobo's best coaching display the entire season. So, um, And A&M, I mean, that's... I think that Tower has really got to a point of finally... They, I, I think A&M and Auburn are like roughly the same program, give or take, uh, from 2013 to 2019, um, give or take. And you, you can see that in the score. It's pretty much the road team won every time except... 2018-19, where I think Auburn won back-to-back, -back. and then am I correct in that? I think I'm correct in that. Am I correct in that? Uh, and then 2020, 2021, uh, A&M won both times. And I think a lot of that, especially 2021 game, was just pure talent. Uh, one team was significantly better than the other in terms of talent. Well, I say that because in that, in that game last year, well, we'll get back to that later in the preview. But yeah, I think this is a as favorable schedule uh, structurally in terms of home in a way that you could ask for, uh, and then the way games are played that you could ask for, considering the situation. Uh, you, I mean, you pretty much know where you're at after October. Like you, pretty much just like last year. Uh, if you get murdered in October, then November really won't matter that much in terms of evaluating Harson. Um, Really anything. I mean, that's going to pretty much be GG by the end of October if you really get blasted in terms of that. Uh, Jaden Daniels, I believe he's starting. Uh, he was okay. Uh, let's see. What is it? Easier on another round of the season. Long has a 5 or 2 or better record heading to the bye week. So their bye week is on week 8, I guess that'd be. Um, if you got if you got their 5 and 2, I think it'd be a W. I think that would be a real W, matter of fact. So let's say you lose to Georgia by, I don't know, 15. And let's say you lose to, uh, I think the best case scenario for that L would be against Ole Miss. So let's say you lose against Ole Miss by like a touchdown. That's a good case scenario, I think. For Really think of reviving the season, how do you retain Harson? If you think about it in that limelight, I, I think that, you really want to be five and two by that bye week, and you'd hope to be. I would say up to the A and M game, which is the tenth game of the season. I would think you want to be about seven and three, because pretty much everybody expects that basically scenario. This is like seven and five, eight and four. That's like as soon as eight and four. So that's your ceiling. I would say momentum wise and keeping the fans engaged, which is is important because. You do need the fans to not be as recalcitrant as they, you know, could be with how tepid it might get in terms of the uh, atmosphere at times. The boosters want this motherfucker gone. I'm sorry to, to curse, but they want him gone. And his buddy, 
it has just been fired a week ago basically now so you have to watch out you know in terms of you know morale i don't think the the boosters are going to be uh letting things go smoothly if things are not going smoothly let's just say that uh tesla didn't score off of touchdown against tigers despite when it's set 20 and 3. i'll get into that i'll get into that so yeah that um that's a brief overview so what we'll do now is get into the games itself uh let me see this up so i figured i'd cover it um it, this will be pretty quickly because we already went pretty in depth here but uh so here's the, here's the pretty much the synopsis here uh mercer not very talented uh 38 to 10 isn't very awe-inspiring to me against a bad team you pretty much want to be around i think in the high 40s mid to high 40s like 45 and plus i think it's where you want to be at against a bad team uh 38 to me is never an awe-inspiring score against a really bad team but I mean, oh, fucking uh, A&M, Auburn against Alabama A&M in twenty twelve beat the shot of them like seventy three to ten, and obviously that didn't translate to the Alabama game of that year. So it doesn't really mean much in the grand scheme of things of what you do. But I'm never really inspired by a thirty eight against a really bad team. Although Mercer wasn't a horrible team last uh, last season offensively, or you know, it looked like it against Morehead State. But I digress. This is kind of more what I, I would like to have. I mean, I think this is a game that, uh, you know, let's not go into game by game. Penn State, 21-17. Okay, I mean, yeah, that's kind of the, the tone of the game, I guess. Uh, Auburn against Missouri. Uh, give up a, a, a good amount of points, but not a lot of points. Okay. Uh, Auburn against LSU, nail clincher. It always is. Uh, an ass kicking. Okay. It's not that bad. It could be worse. I mean, we keep on losing to fucking Georgia. I'm tired of losing to Georgia. I hate losing to Georgia. I really do. Um, Auburn against Ole Miss, 31-27. That's about your usual Auburn-Ole Miss game. Uh, offense, offense, offense. Someone messes up for a long extended streak uh, on offense, and then someone clutches it out. Usually it's Auburn. Uh, Auburn against Ole Arkansas. Usually we don't lose to Arkansas, but, you know, okay. Uh, Auburn against Miss State. Uh, Miss State. Some of the inconsistencies in the schedule predictions kind of weird me out because, like, this is not a game that you should that should be like this. And I know Mississippi State has really had some more talent in Leach's ideal spots on the roster. I mean, it was a good defense talent-wise that he got. They've gotten a couple guys uh, in in the transfer pool, uh, transfer portal to help them out. I mean, it's not a bad team. Well, Rodgers was precise. I guess a lot of good teams. I don't know. Dude, that's, that last year's game was... All right. So, yeah. I, I, this one's the most shocking to me. I don't understand. A, a four-game losing streak. Oh. I, wait. What the hell? Yeah, well, losing four. Wait. What the fuck? Huh? A four-game losing streak? We won in 2019 and at least won in 2017. I'm, we won in 2018. How have we lost for? All right, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't love, <laughs> I don't love this. What, what I've read so far in this, uh, at all. I, I don't enjoy this at all. What I've read out of this, but whatever. So at this point, uh, we're gonna get a little bit deeper into the content, the structure, game by game. I pretty much have these listed, I think, game by game, because I don't know why I closed the damn schedule up before I got to 
<laughs> look at these, but I believe it's all listed game by game. So Mercer, um, not really much to cover here. I don't want to really, you know, spend too much time with this, but Mercer, they have uh, a very explosive running game. Uh, they have a quarterback that pretty much aired it out to this fella right here. I heard a podcast, an uh, Auburn podcast, that kind of just went briefly over kind of some successes that Mercer had. And pretty much the successes were Ty James, get the ball to him. So my idea would be pretty much double him up. Maybe uh, maybe not double him up all game, but, you know, shade some help over. Uh, your, your, front, your front should do a lot better than Moorhead State. I imagine it's probably a lot of pitching catching this game. Just get into that wide open dude uh, without much pressure on the quarterback. That'd be my thought process. So I would think to myself, this is probably be a. I'd guess I'd guess forty two to to seven type of game, uh, maybe maybe thirteen forty two or thirteen. That's where I'm feeling. Uh, I think you need to get T.J. Finley. I would say at least a halftime cross with the score is even they're up big at halftime. I think he needs all the reps possible. I think it needs to be honestly. I mean, routes aside, I think you probably need to have bare minimum 25 passes for TJ. Uh, you really want to get him comfortable throwing the ball deep. Really, the the attempts aren't necessarily the biggest thing. You just need to have a really good uh, yard per attempt. Not even yard per completion, but yard per attempt. You need to have that at least, I would say, north of eight yards. And it needs to be the same for San Jose State, too. You need to have a really good idea of who is going to be catching these deep balls. Because without those, it's just going to be last year where you excelled in the, you know, 10 to 15. I don't even know how to sell, but you did well in the 10 to 15. Uh, you had a good tight end play. You had a couple of good slot guys. You didn't really have a wide receiver one. Excuse me. But you did moderately okay in 10 to 15. Maybe even 20. But you did horrible pretty much for most of the season going past 25 30 you know that just can't be the case again i mean you got to figure out some way to stretch the field um and there's options from what i understand now so it's been so many damn fire trucks so many so yeah I, my, my premise here is that you need to have i would say at least three uh 20 plus yard passes that are completed in this game from TJ Finley. I would hope that you get a good quarter of play for Robbie Ashford. I mean, you're going to need Robbie at some point. I feel like, I mean, TJ, big dude, very, uh, I mean, he's supposed to be faster now, but still relatively slow. Uh, very possible you get hurt again. It's very, very possible. So I'd like to have an idea what Robbie is. Uh, I think Calzada will probably be pretty despondent if he's not starting by like game five. So I like to have a good idea of what Robbie looks like. I imagine you just don't have enough reps to give Helzada with trying to figure out what TJ is. So I'd like to have Robbie ready to go personally. And it's just hard to split second and third reps in the course of a, a game. You know, when now you're winning or losing, it's hard to split those reps up. So um, yeah, I'd hope for like 30, 42 out of 10, uh, 42 13, something like that. Hopefully, hopefully they are ready to carry the mantle. So 42 13, uh, San Jose State. We don't have much to say about them. I don't know anything about San Jose State whatsoever. Uh, but here's a depth chart if you want to look over it. Uh, I'm hoping that you just really blow them out and get some rest for the guys. I mean, Penn State uh, is a very physical team, so you want to have everybody pretty much rest as much as possible. 
I saw that defense last night. It was not great, but you know they, they do play tough, and they got some really, a really talented cornerback. More than anything, I mean, Joey Porter was a, a damn monster out there, uh, a, a real dog, if I may say so. I don't know. I, I, for them, for San Jose State, I'd go like uh, you might be quick call looking ahead. I'll say like thirty to 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 to. Thirty assists. That's where I'm feeling at. Thirty assists. Uh, third quarter. I think you get two day out by like early third quarter, like two drives in the third quarter. I think he's out of there. Uh, running game for these two games should. I mean, it won't really matter because I mean, the offensive line should push back pretty easily against the guys we're playing. But uh, let's say let's say T, uh, Tank has two hundred and twenty, two hundred thirty yards by the end of those two games combined uh and you have i don't know let's say 130 for jarquez let's say that I don't know. let's say that um so for the first game that matters um you have penn state like i said joey porter went off their defense did not look great at all uh, i felt like i thought purdue did a decent job uh running you know keeping it respectable uh, a ton of of 10 to 15 plus yard plays in abundance really and a couple that just really took the top off uh that white guy was amazing uh, i think his name was connor jones i believe charlie jones there we go yeah he was insane uh a pick six one of the worst passes i've seen in my entire life by uh by sean clifford uh really just horrid <laughs> really bad Purdue did not have a good defense either but, uh, but you know uh, they had a, a particularly non-ideal defense I would say actually um, they absolutely stuffed the running game for Penn State which I think Auburn did the same thing it should be a sign of things to come uh, you would hope that they can maintain that Auburn's front uh, front seven but uh, Penn State did get some some late ones when they needed them uh, Tinsley was their main guy as you can kind of see yards wise um I, shit Clifford, uh, shit Clifford. I forgot to call him that. <laughs> shit Clifford was, was was really bad. Uh, outside of that drive, pretty much save his reputation and the game. Just he's, he's terrible. You can't you you can't you can't let him look like he did last. Um, what was it? Uh, last year. You can't do that again. He that was embarrassing to like let him. <laughs> that was really really disgusting to let him look the way he did really bad and they should be even worse running the ball this time around uh parker washington is a really good receiver tends to look great last night um but all the same dude dude you can't, you can't. joey porter looks like a damn clamp guy out there they could you couldn't even throw joey porter's way and i some really poor coaching in terms of who they were targeting out there, routinely throwing Porter's way towards the end of the game, I I don't understand why. I, I really don't. I don't know what went into that, but it, it, I I think the defense is very susceptible, uh, especially in the kind of that range that I think Bo Nitz and even Finley to a much great, lesser degree did well in throwing to uh, in terms of the range about 10, 20 yards. That's a that's an area where I think they should be susceptible again against us. However, you got to complete the passes, so we'll see how that goes. But I like for this to be a game where your possession receivers, if you have them, should be eating this game. Your Shedricks, your uh, your your Camden Browns, 
the uh, tight end, the starting tight end that was great last year. I forgot his name. Shanker. Shanker should be fine in this game. Landon King. These guys, your, your bigger guys should be great in this game. And if you do target Porter, right, you need to have Porter against your big dudes. Against Landon King, uh, who will probably be out wide at moments. Uh, against Camden Brown, maybe. Although I don't want to have a true freshman against a guy that's doing what Porter did last night. So... And then I will say the front seven did really well against Aiden O'Connell last night. Although Aiden O'Connell was mind-boggling stupid. Uh, <laughs> I mean, some of the sacks he took were just some of the worst I've seen. Just completely ignorant to the, the pressure that was coming in. I always consider, I see this, I'm not going to prognosticate uh, scenario-wise what's going to happen, but I see this being a game where Finley, we're going to pretty much decide, it's going to be two paths. If he's as mentally, uh, not slow, but at his time clock. If his clock in the pocket is as bad as it was last year at times, this is going to be a really tough game because I have to think Aiden O'Connell was at least better mentally uh, in terms of speed than TJ was last year. And Aiden was horrible. Uh, so if that's what you have going on, it's going to be a really tough game for Finley and pretty much the whole front seven as a whole, even though their front seven, their running backs did okay. Um, their front seven. Purdue's running game did okay, but if you do have a quicker Finley, a much quicker one, mentally, again, not physically, just mentally, I think you should win this fairly, e not easily, but, I mean, you, this could be a, a, a 10 point win if you can just say, hey, Finley's going to have less than three negative less than four negative plays throughout the course of the entire game it's going to be let's say about a a yard per average of i don't know eight yards that may be a little bit much but about eight yards if you can have that plus i'd say about 90 to 110 complete uh total yards from tank i think that's the makings of a win if, if this is a 10-point win for Auburn, I'd probably have something like 30 to 10, or, or like 30 to 18, 30 to, to 19, something like that. Like, I, f I feel good. I feel good at 27-17. So that, that'd be 3-0 for those at home. 3-0. Uh, Missouri, who had a really good game last oh, outing last night, um, it was actually touch and go there for a couple of drives. I believe I was looking at it for up until like the f late first quarter, and it was still relatively close. But um, you know they had some, some really high yards. Uh, if you look at this, you know they have some good guys. I don't want to. Pro I, I don't. I don't care. I don't care about Missouri. I'm sorry. I don't care. <laughs> I tried as long as I could. I don't. I don't care about Missouri. I'm sorry. Uh, four and zero. Oh. I think Missouri is going to air the ball out. I think they're going to try to really pressure Auburn secondary. I think it's going to really test the depth in Auburn secondary more than anything. And if you do have the level of secondary depth that God said we have had, I mean, a lot of people say this is as deep as secondary as we've had in the recent memory, which if you remember, there's been some secondaries that have had multiple NFL players both at quarterback and some guys that are French NFL players at secondary guys they at least were UDFAs. Um, that says a lot. So I think uh, what really people what really I see with people it's not that like the maybe the first two or three guys are as good as 
say 2019 or 2018, but like your your next few guys are as good. Like your depth is as good. Um, your secondary, your safeties might be better than some of those teams had. Which some of those teams that's really like 2019. You look at some of the back end that that secondary, you know, Daniel Thomas, Stephen Roberts, you know, Christian Tut, like you know, you may not be too hard to be better than that, you know. But um, it's gonna really test. It. I think that gets to really test it. So I think scoring should be pretty easy. This should be kind of close to what the um, what am I thinking about? Um, the Auburn Ole Miss game from 2020, like that should be kind of like the 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 makeout here. You should have pretty much two teams that may be ideologically different how they want to move the ball but both probably will have some success between the 20s it's just about Auburn to have more success actually stopping uh in the the goal line type situations the third and ones fourth and ones uh red zone situations stuff like that that's where I think Auburn will hopefully make the difference up uh so I'd say something like probably 25 to 38 you know I mean that feels about right um, let's see. So LSU, that's another di- divider, uh, another swing game. If you look at their 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 lineup, a um, couple guys returning. I mean, I remember Booty. Uh, he was really good. I mean, he got hurt late. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm not gonna pretend to know the offensive line very well. Uh, Jaden Daniels, they got Noah Kane. What the hell? Oh shit! I know they had Noah Kane. Uh, Noah Kane from Penn State. He was really damn good for Penn State. I didn't know he left. Why did he transfer to damn LSU? He went from the damn um, what do you call it? The the frying pan to the the pot to the fucking fires or whatever. Like that was what he did. Wow. Okay, that's weird. Jaden Daniels was solid. You know, I wouldn't say more than solid at Arizona State. The season where they like really made a Pac-12 championship run, if I remember correctly. I mean, it was about, I want to say three years ago now. Uh, maybe two. No, that would have been two. That was the COVID season, I want to say. I think that was them. They competed for it. He was okay. His, pretty much his first year, and it's pretty much been a tailspin since then. Um, but he's, he's a solid, very talented dude. Uh, BJ Ojolari, uh, the spawn of the other Ojolari that was the best player of all time in Georgia. Um, some, some some good names here. Some really good names, you know. Uh, nothing that stands out to me. I mean, they had so much transfers. I can't really even say. Uh, Seven Banks from Alabama. He's apparently a backup now, I guess. Wow. Um, some some names that you know I may kind of look at, but so much difference. So so many different uh, guys here that I can't even really. See. Uh, system's doing better, maybe. But um, yeah, that's kind of what I think of him as. And Jenny Daniels may, may, he has talent. I mean, I could see where Kelly makes him a much better, you know, talent. I mean, the guys here, he has here, are definitely better than he had, you know, one season ago at Arizona State. So we'll see how that goes. You know, I, 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 don't, I just, I think we got some of the same problems we got, except we'll be playing them at home and they'll be playing us on the road. So I think it should be a struggle game where a lot of, a lot of weird stuff happens as it does in LSU uh, games, LSU matchups. But I can't see where a team that this new, uh, this team that is this new, in a regime that is this new, uh, going against, I think what is pretty much, let me see, I would think one of their, they got a couple challenges. I mean, Mississippi State, that's a tough game. Florida State sucks. Um, 
that's you know, it's a couple of weird. I mean, Mississippi State's going to push you secondary wise. So whatever Auburn's going to throw at LSU passing wise won't be anywhere near what Mississippi State gives you. So we'll just see what that kind of looks like. But I would have to think to myself that this is a this is a win for Auburn. I mean, beating LSU three times in a row—that's it's hard to predict that. Just off of that, it's hard to predict that. But. I I don't I think you you're a lesser of two evils really I think you're a lesser of two evils uh, so here we're gonna take a, a little quick break you know you guys have been hearing me talk for a while I'm gonna take a quick break come back see what I got in store for you guys uh, hopefully some good content and we'll go back from there.